What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back with Strick and Austin, we go to our VIP line, brought to you by Aloe Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart. We welcome in Brian Munson. He's our recruiting insider with Husker Online, part of the On3 network. Brian, hour-long Nebraskan nightmare, maybe a nightmare for you too, is finally over. Grant Bricks is committed. You can stop being asked about it. How does it feel? <laughs> Yes, it finally has come to a close, man. What are we ever going to do with, well, I, I tell you what, there's still a question around Grant Bricks, though, whether or not he is going to enroll early, you know, ah. so that is still something that he is sorting through. I mean, he he has done the planning. He has, uh, I think usually it's like a senior English credit that always becomes a problem, you know, come December because they, they typically would be in English in the spring semester. So he has done, he has done the class, but it just, you know, Logan's just such a small town in Logan Magnolia High School is, you know, he has this, uh, you know, kind of a commitment to school. And uh, it's a it's a tight group of kids that have lived their lives all together. And, and they all kind of know it's, you know, coming to an end and him his sooner than the others. And he's going down to Lincoln. And I think he just kind of feels, you know, like there's a there's a part of him that that wants to kind of see it through and go and go do track and and be with his friends for the final semester and then move on to, to Lincoln in June. So we'll we'll see what happens. That's still to be determined though right now. So Brian, there've been a lot of highly touted offensive line prospects to come to Lincoln. The the two on the team still that come to mind for me are Turner Corcoran and Bryce Benhart, both of whom got yep. thrust into action really early. Took their lumps yep. early. Bryce Benhart was better this year. Corcoran was okay before he got hurt. Does does uh, Bricks enrolling early or coming in June change his ability to get on the field early, or is he in a situation that you think Nebraska can be patient with him and not rush him like others in recent memory? I think that coming in January would absolutely impact him uh, to to see the field potentially and, and possibly take him out of some consideration. Um, there are a lot of things I love about Grant Bricks on film, and some of those things are – uh, you know, a little bit more interior line specific versus, you know, playing offensive tackle, although Nebraska is basically open to him playing either. Um, I, I, I think Grant would really severely, you know, kind of handicap or hamstring himself in some way by not having that spring. I mean, the spring is such a, a an amazing time to you know, get your body in there, you know, figure out what a, what a division one weight room is supposed to be like, what that, what that winter conditioning program is supposed to, supposed to be like, and then get ready for spring and then see it dialed up a notch. He has to take such a tremendous jump of competition from where he plays at in Iowa, that high school to big 10 football. He needs to start seeing it right away. Now I'm not telling you, I mean, and you were going to get a nice little glimpse of that when he goes and plays in the all American game. And, And I think that several other guys have kind of stepped up before in the past, you know, and you could see them, you know, like the wheels have had to to turn very, very quickly. They played, you know, Midwest football, and then they're playing against all these SEC, you know, commitments and stuff like that. And the speed of the game was just, was just, you know, higher and it was faster. And, and uh, I think that Grant's going to get a a nice view of that. 
And uh, it'll be very interesting to see, though, you know, what he ends up doing. But I think he does take himself out of some consideration, I think, from playing early if he decides to to stick, you know, stay in high school. And I think I'd add another guy to that list, too, that you'd mentioned before. Although I did agree with, you know, Ben Hart and, and Corcoran, I'd have to throw in Prochaska a little bit. Mm. because And Prochaska, you know, he got elevated very, very quickly to into the starting lineup um, in his career. Again, injuries uh, playing a big factor there for him. When you look at evaluating Grant Bricks' tape here, Brian, I'll ask it for you and then also maybe have an insight on how the industry generally does it, if it's any different. For a guy coming from, like you said, Logan Magnolia High School, taking the jump from facing defensive ends raised in Iowa versus the SEC caliber ones he'll see in the All-American game, how do you judge Grant Bricks as a prospect? Is it on measurables? Is it on tape? How do you weigh those when you judge a prospect like him on the offensive line? Yeah, you're looking. You're looking for a, a guy that obviously has those measurables. That he's uh, that he has that you know that height, that weight. He you've got to check a box. You've got to. Division one guys are different, and and what I mean by that is, is that you're not going to find uh, too often the players that that don't have like that that height to be at that at that position. You know, six foot two offensive tackles they don't exist. You got them playing in 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 high school football today, um, and some of those guys can go on to play Division two football. You know, if they want, to, if they're going to play offensive tackle, but sometimes you just overlooked when you're not talking about playing the position that basically you would you would have to play or you're being touted to play at the Division one level. So you you got to check those boxes first. So he's got the height, he's got the speed, he's he's a great athlete. He's he's also you know doing track and field. Um, his film, when it comes to his film, this is the part here where I think that he really stands out the most. He, a lot of times when you, when you deal at that lower competition level, you don't need to be anything much more than just a big guy. You can get away. You can get away with it. You can get away with just being a big guy, being monolithic and just taking up space. Grant, on the other hand, uh, you see everything kind of come into play. You, you you see his aggressiveness. You see his get off on the football. You see uh, this this road grader style of of run blocker. You you the the athleticism jumps off the tape. Um, so there and and you know he's 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 a knee bender. He's not a waist bender. And those are those mm-hmm. are some things also like when it comes down to technique and style and you know whether or not he's just at the level he's playing at. Although it's not the highest of levels of high school football, is he just plainly dominant and the answer to that question is yes so those are the things you would have to look at when it comes to his overall evaluation and 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 obviously you'd have to take a look at grant bricks and go his best days of playing football are still ahead of him wherever Mm -hmm. he decided to go to school he was going to get that opportunity and he was going to have to go there and really put in some work and get used to the speed of the game that's the biggest knock against him as he kind of enters into that college football you know part of his career brian is it a more impactful addition for Nebraska to get Grant Bricks, or is the subtraction of Carlin Jones's commitment more impactful for Nebraska football? Ooh, buddy! I tell you what, I have a, I have got a I've got a real soft spot for Carlin Jones. I, know and I you think do. I've always mentioned it to you that I just appreciated his film, even going back to when he was lining up his official visit in June and putting his film on. It was just wow. He was so incredibly disruptive and he could do it from inside. He could do it from outside. He was a, 
a very good athlete. He had the uh, the one-on-one pass rush skills, uh, you know, to, to basically be disruptive from anywhere up and down the defensive line. And, and, and Nebraska let him know that too. Like they saw him as a three, they saw him as a four, they saw him as a five. So he's he's playing odd front, he's playing even front, he's playing inside, he's playing outside. He was just this, like I've said before in tunnel talk, it's like he was like this Swiss Army knife of, of defensive linemen. There was just this real versatility to him. Now, that being said, while I love I love me some Carlon Jones and checking out his film and seeing what he does, I, I still put Bricks in front. And the reason why I do that is just because the tackle position is so incredibly important to what Nebraska needs to do with this class. And, and you know, you got you got uh, Tamua, the Preston Tamua, that had originally been talking about getting Nebraska early, who has now been asked by the Nebraska to to stay in Hawaii for another semester, get his academics in order to make sure he can get to Nebraska in June. So, I, if, if Bricks. If, with that being said, Bricks becomes way more valuable, but I had him even more valuable in the first place just because I think tackle is just such a huge part of what this class needed to have. Not saying that not having, a, you know, like not having, like if you had Carlin Jones, that it wouldn't have been valuable as well. I just feel like Nebraska has done some good things there. You got Titus Stay, you get Nash, you got Van Poppel, who had a heck of a season. I think that there's some young bodies there. I think there's some guys, obviously, obviously with the senior leadership stuff. Adding Jones to that, I think it would have been been awesome. I just feel like Nebraska needed that one kind of guy you could circle and say, there's a, th- there's a multi-year starter at offensive tackle, and I think Grant Brooks can be that guy. We're talking with Brian Munson of Husker Online here on our Allo VIP line. Check out his work, HuskerOnline.com, part of the On3 Network. With Carlin Jones, Brian, is this grades? Is it he's just reopening his commitment and looking other places? What led him to decommit from Nebraska? Well, I mean, completely and totally disruptively, the, the Ohio State offer found its way to number one. Sure. Um, I, I think that that got him, you know, thinking about, well, maybe I did shut this thing down, and if I need to. If I need to go ahead and back all, you know, if I need to go take a look around, I, could, I guess I could go ahead. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Take a look around. And I think Ohio State started playing the game with him a little bit, too. I mean... You know, Bay City, I think they won that first-round playoff game, maybe even a second round, and they had to kind of push an official visit date. Then it became, well, maybe I push this out until January. The problem with that, or until February, the problem with that for Nebraska is if you've got a guy like that on the hook, I think the likelihood that he ends up a, a Husker is basically zero. I, I, I think at that point right there, you're – you're you're opening it up to this other window, and you've seen like the just this incredible amount of attention that he's gotten since. I mean, 
Ohio State is one of one like what he got USC the other day. I mean, he's he's picked up some big offers. So I think what it really came down to was this was a guy that I think with one school wanting to take a little bit of a deeper dive and take on a closer look, I think Nebraska would have understood. Now you're saying you want to take multiple official visits and you want to go ahead and move out your your signing your signing date, you know, from December to, to February. I just don't think Nebraska knew at the end of the rainbow that that was somebody they could go ahead and count on. And, and they've got, you know, what, 26 guys in the class. It's like six more guys than I thought that they were going to end up taking. They're pretty much full the way that it sits, and you still have, like, Amari Sanders kind of hanging out there that's going to be an, a, a signing day, you know, uh, announcement kind of guy that Nebraska's in a really good position to get. Um, and, and, and there really isn't a lot of great places that Nebraska could have gone to to basically try to find a fill a void, you know, of, of missing on Carlin Jones. It just, that was just not ever going to happen. So I, I think it was just coming down to the likelihood that they were going to get him was really not, the chances were very good at that. Brian, I know we mentioned this over the summer, but I think it bears repeating in, in this circumstance. It's both a testament to Nebraska's coaching staff that they were in earlier on Carlin Jones to their yep. credit, but also for Nebraska to take that next step, the coaching staff can learn and grow. The program can get better to where they close on an early commitment like this, correct? Yes, absolutely. I mean, look, the evaluation process that Nebraska is using for guys like Jones and Kiwan Lacey and being out in front of those guys, you know, in front of the other teams nationally to go ahead and, you know, extend the offer and bring them in in June and get them in the boat – the problem is, is that those guys go off. They have amazing senior years. They're they're a few hundred miles, you know, further away from Nebraska. They're not as tied to it geographically as as what some other guys would be in the state or in the radius. You know, a little bit, like I said, just in that radius, a little bit closer to Lincoln. And they're they're much more approachable. There, there's a more of a likelihood the further you get away from Lincoln about approaching a commitment to say, hey, you want to think about. You know, if you're thinking about going to Lincoln, you need to think about coming to Columbus. You need to think about coming to Los Angeles. You need to, I mean, heck, I think that uh, Carlon was actually in Austin the other day. And, and I think that that just kind of – it just it, it's an easier-to-approach kind of thing, and, and Nebraska just needs to kind of put together, you know, a run of successful seasons to where, you know – teams like that won't be able to challenge Nebraska. They, they won't be able to come back and, 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 and say, take advantage of a kid that's a couple hundred miles further away than the other, other recruits or commitments to Nebraska. So they're just vulnerable. There's a vulnerability when it comes to, to getting a guy like that in the class and, and when they go ahead and have a, a, an amazing senior year. But, again, speaks to the credit to the, to the coaching staff to kind of see it, and then they back it up, and all of a sudden more people start to take notice of it. Brian, you mentioned, you know, having success, sustaining it year after year. A program that's done that here in Nebraska at the high school level is Omaha Westside. And I bring them up because there's been, uh, I think, some clamoring is the best way to describe it among our text line and some other uh, of avenues about Anthony Rizak, the quarterback for Westside after they just won the state championship game. I want your, your insight on Anthony Rizak, who's walking on at Notre Dame. There were plenty of people saying that Nebraska should go after him, and it's not Daniel Kalen that's the guy. Brian, from my vantage point, Daniel Kalen's the better quarterback prospect. Am I right? Am I wrong? How do you view Kalen and Rezac? I see Kalen as a better quarterback 
prospect. I see Rezac as a better overall athlete, athlete yeah. and possible of, a possibility of playing other positions at the next level. And I think that that plays very well, you know, basically into going to going to college eyes open and, and not, you know, not being so dialed in like what Kalen potentially is because look at Kalen. Kalen right now is coming into a room that's a, got its problems, right? Mm-hmm. But Nebraska has already met with at least one portal quarterback. You can imagine they're going to meet with plenty more portal quarterbacks. There, there's a lot of rumors on the street. Nebraska could be in the market for multiple portal quarterbacks to come in you know, in January. So as Daniel Keenan kind of sits there and says, well, I'm the better quarterback prospect, you know, out of everyone, out, out, of, out of the two of us, you know, me and Rezac. But, but the problem is, is that Rezac can play wide receiver. He could play safety. He could grow into playing a linebacker. He's undoubtedly could, could he could undoubtedly have some sort of a role in special teams. Um, there's a lot of things, obviously, that, that kind of goes along with having that athleticism. Kalen gets the nod quarterback wise. I mean, I think that he, he, he had some things that he did well at elite 11. Um, I, I don't think it really t- in turn had the type of success on the field for Bellevue West that other people were kind of looking forward to. And, and I think it just has to go back to the juggernaut of that West, that West side was this year. I mean, they wiped everybody out and, and they were just loaded on all sides of the football and it, big, you know, big parts to do with, Rezac and the Rezacs and Christian Jones and, and Caleb Benning and um, just a ton of guys on that team that that really, when you put them all together, it was a fantastic group of players this year. So I'll finish with this, Brian, on that similar vein. Did Nebraska make the right decision in not going after Anthony Rezac if he wanted to be a quarterback, or was he open to a position switch and Nebraska dropped the ball by not even getting him to walk on? You know, uh, and, and Nebraska's got a walk-on quarterback from Blair, mm-hmm. and his mind is my uh, my mind is just slipping on what his name is right now. Um, I, I think that obviously when you start talking about putting together, you know, walk-on classes, you're you're looking for guys that have great athleticism, guys that are great football players, guys that necessarily you could, you, it, it's a it's a chance game that you could kind of put something in front of them and say, you can play quarterback. And you could sit here for three years and never have your name called me, have the conversation then, and, and, and you decide you're going to go ahead and move at that point and go play for Carney or Wayne State or, or whatever the case may be. But, or we could put you in a position to get you on the depth chart right now if you want to go play safety you, or you want to go play wide receiver or we're looking for a guy that can go play the nickel you know, or something like that. Um, it just kind of depends on, on what, what you're kind of looking for in the room and in, and, and in the roles of the players in the class. So it, we'll, I'm kind of, I'm kind of skirting around the to answering your direct <laughs> question was Rezac worthy of a preferred walk-on spot in Nebraska's class. I would have to say yes. And the reason why I would give him the nod was because he was versatile and because he was athletic. And, and, and I think that it's one of those, and I don't know if that would have been enough to get him because he didn't technically have that opportunity. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think Nebraska may, may think about that later on down the line about how they could have used another walk-on quarterback in the class, a guy that could have played another spot if they needed to move him. It's Brian Munson of Husker Online with us here on our Allo VIP line. Brian, we threw some tough ones at you today. Thanks for answering them as straight up and honest as you could. Like Wait, you real always. quick, Wait, real quick, Just Brian. kidding, Stricky's got one. Just, just real quick. Would you, uh, like, if you're thinking at the next level, would you look at Rezac? Now, look, I'm not saying he's him, but 
Would you look at him like a Taysom Hill? Could be. I mean, that that's the he speaks to that speaks to the versatility and the athleticism that he has. He okay. and his brother. I yeah. mean, those are guys that you can see on either side of the football. Ball. Yeah, that's and, what I was thinking. And either and either absolutely penciled into the spot where they played in at high school or playing another spot. And I think it's also a guy that you say, you know what? We could come back to playing quarterback. But today, tomorrow, I could use help at tight end because I need I need this kind of guy. I need to be able to have a guy that can do this or I need a guy that can play this wide receiver spot. I think that that also could be another pitch that you could have used to kind of kind of sell him on the opportunity in the Lincoln. Yeah, okay. that, that's great. Sorry to cut you off, Stricky. Brian, appreciate the time as always. Take care, my friend. We'll talk with you next week. Be good, guys. We'll see you. There he is on our Allo VIP line, uh, Allo Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with local hearts. Stricky, I'm glad you you went over me there. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but no, that's a great question. Yeah. That sales pitch. How do you get the next yeah, one? Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and and that's kind of the way I wanted to view it. I, mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of get just in my head an idea of the type of of athlete. Um, I mean, there's a few others that you can throw out, but he's one of the ones that I thought has quarterback abilities, mm-hmm. but also could really do some other things in some versatile ways as far as on either side of the ball. I thought maybe they have that kind of talent. Eric Strickland to my left. I'm Austin Norman. Jay Foreman waiting next door. We'll cross it over, get set up for old school next. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.